Hey everyone, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for listening to All Sports Are Bad. But before we get started, we want to make sure that you're aware that this episode includes discussion of triggering topics such as sexual assault, domestic abuse, and violence. We want to make sure you guys are aware of this going in. So without further ado, here's our show this week. Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad, and I'm Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. We're back, baby! We are back! Uh, We missed you. Yeah, We We missed you all so much. You specifically, not the other guy. I missed you a lot, internet. Yeah. How was your trip, Patrick? Uh, I was in Arizona. It was very warm. Um, Well, actually, it wasn't very warm. It was just nice. It was it was like sixty, which is (laughs) which is not great. But I got I still got sunburn, which was a reminder you can still get sunburn (laughs) when it's not hot. If the sun will still burn you, no matter what. Because you're I was in Seattle, uh, where I live, and you know in the wintertime, you just don't you don't get any sun at all. And then all of a sudden, you're in a place where all you get is sun. And, you know, my face burned up a little bit. It was kind of shitty. Yeah, it sucks. Um, on the other hand, you could have been here in the sun with also the snow on the ground and gotten snow burn, which is when the sunlight reflects back off the snow and burns every single inch and crevice of your body, no matter what. Oh, yeah, that sounds shitty. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, um, I, I would rather just take being in Arizona with tacos and cool stuff. Yeah. Cactuses. Uh, I What I wouldn't give for a good burrito. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So we're back. Sports are back. Everything is back now that we're back specifically. Um, and, uh, we just had one of the most important, uh, events of the foot of the, uh, sports <laughs> year. I almost said football, didn't I? Um, but it was all, it was a football game. It's super important. Of course the, I'm referring to the NFL pro bowl, um, which is <laughs> the NFL pro bowl. <laughs> I thought you were going super bowl. Nope. Okay. You mean but the maroon five concert? Really, no, yeah. that was, uh, <laughs> As far as Maroon 5 concerts go, <laughs> I'd say it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a Maroon 5 concert. I gotta say, probably weird. What's his name? Um, Travis Scott came down in a meeting. <laughs> and I, don't, I didn't know that he was from space. But now I learned well, Travis apparently Scott he's is from, from space. outer space. He he is, is some, uh... He's basically a Saiyan. Uh, he's, I believe he's a thetan. I don't know how that works. <laughs> it's a Dragon Ball type of situation. He came down in a meteor, rapped. Maroon 5 was like, cool, I'm the guy from Maroon 5. I'm just going to start removing articles of clothing. I, yeah, I did not actually see that part, but I did hear about it. Yeah. Um, which I saw a still of it. He does not have good tattoos, man. Like, those are bad. He looks like genuinely bad. an NBA 2K creative player. <laughs> He looks like someone that would beat the hell out of me in that video game and then say very mean things to me over the <laughs> microphone. Really mean things. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, so that that happened, so, and nobody cared. Um, then uh, we also have the NBA All-Star Game coming up, which has me thinking about All-Star Games. So I did a quick, a quick ranking of All-Star Weekends. Um, of, uh, you know, the events that surround the breaks that happen. and the NFL, it's an end-of-season thing. But so I went, f- so my All-Star Weekend's ranked by dopeness that I came up with. Um, we have the NHL at number one. NHL is number one. NHL is number one. NHL is number one, okay. Yes, because hockey skills competitions are 
fucking wild because I can't even conceive of how these guys do any of these things to begin with. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and then um, and then the All Star Game for the NHL is very similar to the NBA All-Star game where it's basically just a bunch of dudes like doing highlight reel stuff or trying to. Sometimes they succeed, sometimes they fail. Doesn't matter cuz the game doesn't matter. Yeah. Um I put actually put the NFL at number 2 because that whole weekend is just a bunch of people who spent the entire season getting like punched really hard in the face. Um just they're like just fucking around. Yeah, not, they're just like not, fucking around in Hawaii. Not dying. Yeah. Not playing a football game where they don't die. Yeah, somebody I, tackled a, good. Yeah, somebody tackled a mascot really hard for no reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. And then the game itself is just this bizarre facsimile of football that like makes no sense. Like nobody's interested in tackling or hitting or doing anything. I did enjoy that they played dodgeball. Yeah, and um, I it got me thinking. Why don't they just play dodgeball for the All Star? That would be so much for better. the Pro Bowl. <laughs> be like so I don't like I don't care about them playing football. But if they were just playing dodgeball for two hours, I'd be pretty fucking stoked. Yeah, yeah. No, like the NFL weekend itself is like just these a bunch of dudes goofing around, like, and that's that's kind of fun. Like, then at number three, I have the NBA. Um, and that All Star weekend is sort of dull because basketball skills, well, hard are not that interesting to watch. No, the three point competition is pretty dull, honestly. And then, like, the best thing about it outside of the game is the uh, dunk contest, which, like, every once in a while, a guy does some cool dunks. Kenny Smith yells, "The dunk contest is back!" And yep. then that happens like once or twice a decade. Kenny the Jet Smith. I'm sorry, Kenny the Jet Put Smith. Some respect on his name. On his nickname, I guess? <laughs> it's not even his name. It's not his name. He just, that's just what he insists everyone calls him. Yeah, and then the game itself is basically like a better version of the three-point contest and the dunk contest, rendering both of them totally moot. And then what's your last one, Jake? Yeah, my is last this disrespectful one? <laughs> as fuck to me right now? <laughs> my last one is uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star Weekend. Um... There's the game, which is dope as, as hell, really, because it's just like, there's no stakes. It's impossible to get hurt unless Pete Rose is there. And, um, but the event around it is just like sluggers taking batting practice. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's all. You watch like a glorified batting practice, and then they play a baseball game. That's it. Disrespect is what I say. <laughs> See, my, my, my list, funny enough, is the exact opposite of your list. <laughs> my first one is MLB. Okay. Because, I mean, generally all the stars come out for it. Um, maybe not your Derek Jeters and your A-Rods. <laughs> maybe ten years ago they were habitual no-shows <laughs> for the All-Star game. But you get all these like crazy moments in the All-Star game. You get all these like really cool matchups in the Home Run Derby. You get Bryce Harper last year, which was pretty cool. Aaron Judge the year before that. There was that one time where Ichiro hit an inside-the-park home run and, a and Albert Pujols didn't even play. <laughs> That's funny. Like He was there. Well, the biggest stars in the game were there. And Albert Pujols' old manager was like, you know what? Not going to play you. <laughs> yeah, but like the big stars of the NHL and the NBA also show up because they know it's just like an exhibition. Like they're just That's true. That's true. You know, like all the all the guys are there as long as they're on the roster. So like they do the things and like they throw a bunch of ridiculous passes and like try and do some mixtape dribbling moves and bomb threes from fucking outer space and which is fun as hell. Like Yeah. 
I guess I guess this really comes down to like just like which, which would I rather see in an exhibition? And because uh, MLB games are so close to exhibitions in general, <laughs> that it's basically the closest thing to an actual it's, game that no, you're gonna get. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the, the same. Yeah. Game. It's like a regular <laughs> season game. It kind of matters, not really, and it doesn't at all actually yeah. if you think about it. But it's pretty fun, and you know people are eating and shit while they're playing the game, just yeah. like a regular season MLB game. So do you remember uh, when the MLB did that thing, like after they had the tie? Where where they're like this. This game counts now. Yeah, that it was, was a, a terrible idea. It was such a bad point. Why? Why is that the deciding factor in home field advantage in the World Series? It makes no sense. Help the no Giants sense. get a World Series. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I mean, that's not a good thing. This is a bad argument for it counting. Uh, yeah, uh, that was dumb. Yeah. I'm glad they don't do that anymore. The NBA All Star Game would be my number two, just because it's. I think it's fun to watch, and I root for them to get to a two hundred. Yeah. Oh, game. absolutely. Because then in the third watch. quarter, yeah. like the third string guys start playing defense, and I'm like, "What? Who said play defense? <laughs> <laughs> Who said play defense?" And then the NFL uh, Pro Bowl. I barely watch it. I have never watched it, I guess, if I think about it now and realize that I've never watched it, so it's down on my list. And then the like, NHL All-Star Game, I've never watched it. So I haven't therefore, either, it is but... the last one on my list. Never seen That's it. That's a fair... I mean, these are fair takes. Like, I don't think they're... Like, there's no, there's no, like, good All-Star Weekend, ultimately. It's all super pointless exercises in, like, the mundane. I do quite enjoy the Home Run Derby. Like, I go out of my way to, like, do the watch the home run derby i mean like i watch it every year too like i'm not but i like i also am trying to be realistic like what i'm watching is bp like yeah it's hella lit bp into a packed stadium (laughs) people are cheering for shit that like it's like okay and then there's there's like like, a horde of children running around in the outfield that's actually my favorite because it's always like little leaguers and then like one 16 year old (laughs) who covers so much ground and he's just stealing fly balls from everyone you're like who Whose fucking child is this? <laughs> Whose teenage son is this? Is he an actual MLB prospect? Who the fuck is this guy? And why is he shoving over five-year-olds to get to a fly ball? <laughs> Who is he trying to impress? There's always one of those guys. There's always one. I actually kind of dig the NFL weekend. The game is fucking stupid. Like, if you're trying to watch football, there's no reason to watch the Pro Bowl. But the weekend is like them playing fucking extreme golf and like yeah. shit like that. Like they're doing a bunch of nonsense. Like it's all just ridiculous. It's basically a pool party, but competitive. And it's really weird. And I kind of get a kick out of that. I just want them to play dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> like just fuck it. Let's just play dodgeball. All the sports play dodgeball. Yeah, just yeah. Every single all-star game is now just a dodgeball match. And then up. the hockey, when they do dodgeball on ice and then I'll watch. Oh my God. And then you've got me. on skate. <laughs> do they have skates or not? Uh, uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. It'd be All weird right. if they, uh, they'd just be, I don't know. It'd yeah. be pretty funny to watch them just slipping and falling on an ice rink. I'm pretty sure, like, they can, like, walk on ice at this point. Like, <laughs> like they've been on ice for so long. Yeah, yeah I know that makes sense. Like I said, like, I just have no idea how hockey players do what they do. So, watching them do it with that kind of precision is always extremely cool to me. Yeah. Um, I have a great deal of respect for hockey because... I barely ha- have no idea how it works. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I know the rules, and then but then I watch and I'm like, the fuck did that happen? <laughs> <Just like, laughs> how did you do that? This is insane. And it's it's one of those sports where I I actually have no interest in learning how it works because I have so much fun not knowing how it works. Yeah, no, it's it's actually hockey. If you don't understand what's happening in a given big four sport, hockey is the best one to watch because it actually doesn't matter. It's just fast-paced and, like, crazy things happen. 
Yeah. And people smack into each other, and it's wild. It is my favorite sport to watch live. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, it's bonkers the whole way through. I went to a hockey uh, preseason game, like, five years ago, and it was lit. Yeah. (laughs) Real quick second rankings. Best sports to watch live. I'm going to go number one, NHL, number two, NBA, number three, Major League Baseball, and number four, NFL. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because... The NFL, I mean, football in general is unwatchable. I've never been to an NFL game, but I've been to college football. Same kind of unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I can barely see what's happening. When I was working for the athletic training department in college, I had to be at every single home game, and there was a designated space for me next to the sideline in front of the actual team on the sideline. Like, the only person closer to the field than me was the referee. And I'm just moving with the line and scri- right of scrimmage. There. I'm right there. You're I'm moving it. with the line of scrimmage up and down the field. It's still fucking boring. You're like, like a character in Friday Night Lights yeah. who's not on the team. Exactly. You can see yeah. everything. I'm like an extra holding a <laughs> fanny pack with tape in it. But you know, like, but it's still dull. Like, it's still not that interesting. Um, it didn't. I mean, obviously, it would probably be cooler at like a professional level or a, a Division One level where people are actually really, really good at it. And that was not the case for me, but like it was still fucking dull, you know. Just didn't. It wasn't enjoyable. Um, but speaking of All Star games, we are headed into the NBA All Star we weekend. Are the game is this weekend? Your third favorite one. <laughs> my third favorite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, in my defense, I did initially compile that specifically on weekends without thinking about the game itself. So there's some fluidity there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so starters for this year on the in the uh, West, we got LeBron, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Um, I guess it's not the West. It's just these are just starters. Yeah. Because they do the oh they do the draft now. They do the draft. yeah they pick a team. Yeah. yeah I forgot about uh, which that. which I quite enjoy. Yeah. So yeah, because LeBron just picks all the people that he wants to come with to him <laughs> in free agents. Come play with me on my his, team to save his terrible basketball team. Yeah. R.I.P. The Lakers. Didn't he trade for? Oh, he traded for Anthony Davis. Well, he wanted to trade for Anthony. He tried. They tried to trade for Anthony. No, he Davis. did. He's Anthony Davis is on his uh, All Star team, right? Oh, that's right. He, Who did yeah, he, he, tra- he, tra- he drafted him? Yeah. Okay, he traded, but he traded oh, he somebody tra- for Ben Simmons. Who was that? Do you remember? Uh, I'm not sure, but that makes sense as to why people thought that was tampering. <laughs> yeah, know, it was weird. It was like this really bizarre, like it's just this weird, like um, fuck you to the league as a whole. Anyway, so LeBron, Durant, Harden, Kyrie, and uh, Kawhi Leonard are the starters for one side. Then we got Giannis, uh, Steph Curry, Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba Walker on the other. Which, these are all, like, entirely legit all-stars. They were all voted in by um, both a combination of the fans, the players, and the coaches, and the media um, to be named starters. Uh, yeah, um, and the rest of the roster. Should I, do you want me to do a rundown of the rest of the roster? Or should we just skip that? We can go to the first timers. Yeah, let's do first timers, just because. Yeah, do Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons, uh, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Vucevic, which that's got to be a record for uh, Nikola's yeah. in the All Star game. That's right? the most Nikola's, in most the Nikola's game. ever. Yeah, Chris Middleton and uh, D'Angelo Russell, who's an injury replacement for Victor Oladipo, and also <laughs> Lakers. LOL Lakers. Yeah. I actually called uh, D'Lo and Chris Middleton before the season started. I think I actually called Chris Middleton All-Star on this podcast. I think you did, yeah. Like episode two or some stupid shit. Yeah, you were talking up Chris Middleton. I was like, what? Whatever, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, you were totally right. Yeah, yeah. I he he's fucking good, man. And D'Angelo Russell, he's fucking good, too. Magic Johnson. <laughs> he's very good, Magic Johnson. You know, if you were trying to trade for Anthony Davis, it would help if you had, say, an All-Star. Yeah, 
Or, you know, if you, you wouldn't have to replace Lonzo uh, if you had D'Angelo Russell play point guard for your team. <laughs> oh, my God. Such, it was such a bad... Did they, did they trade D'Angelo or did they just lose him? They traded him. Yeah. For uh, Brooke Lopez. Pre-Splash Mountain Brooke Lopez. So he wasn't good shooting threes. So they got, they got uh, the version of Brooke Lopez that wasn't quite optimized for the modern NBA. Yeah, the yeah. the low post Brook Lopez, but who was Sweet. pretty soft to be that deep into the paint, which it, I'm just it's shocking that he was a good player at one point playing that game, <laughs> but he was. So yeah, uh, all star voting is always fucking weird. Like fan all star voting is always weird as hell. Oh um, yeah, like, Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was the uh, number nine. Um, what was it? Number nine uh, Eastern Conference backcourt player. Um, by fan voting, he got zero votes from his fellow players. Um, yeah. He was basically tied for last. Um, Luka Doncic um, was way up there in fan voting. He was not named to an All Star squad, um, and he's also not like he was second. He was the second player in um, the West for the front court. And he's dope, but he's not the second best front court player in the yeah. West. I actually okay. wouldn't have been mad if Luka made an All Star team. No, I wouldn't just either because he's. He's a huge part of the story this year in the NBA. I would like that if he would say that Nazis are bad. I would like really that quick. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he has not said Nazis are bad. Luka Doncic has at no point said Nazis are bad. How many Celtics fans have the Mavericks as their number two team now? They're like, well, that's my Western <laughs> Conference team. <laughs> Especially probably. after this Kristaps shit. Right? Probably, yeah, probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, Enos Cantor has gone on record saying Nazis are bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Enos Cantor openly, v- openly, vocally critical of Nazis, which I, I'm a big fan of. I love Enos Cantor, and yeah. now he plays in Portland. Yeah. Uh, LeBron has also stated that he thinks Nazis are bad. Oh yeah, um, because he's our god now. LeBron's <laughs> <laughs> our god now. Yeah. yeah. Michael Jordan has never said Nazis are bad. Not, uh, Michael Jordan actually said <laughs> Republicans buy sneakers too. <laughs> Jesus, MJ. Get us together, you, bro. I ask you, who truly is the GOAT? Um, Vince Carter got a shitload of votes this year, and I don't understand why. Like, <laughs> I like Vince Carter. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, but like, Did, is, no. Is he retiring? <laughs> Dwayne Wade also. Dwayne Wade is an all-star. Dwayne Wade got a lot of votes. Um, Dirk Nowitzki did not get very many votes, but Adam Silver um, actively expanded the roster to put... Um, Dwayne and Dirk on the All-Star team oh, yeah, as part of their sure. farewell tour, which, like, I was originally going to, like, my original, I was all geared up when I was getting ready for this to be, like, pissed that Dwayne Wade ended up being an All-Star over someone more deserving. Oh, yeah, I see the notes. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like they did, but they didn't take anyone's spot away. They created new spots to, like, allow two Hall of Fame players to play in one final All-Star game, and that's actually pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like, that's totally, I'm totally down with that, like, as long as you're not holding anyone out. Yeah. Dwayne Wade is is, is the Derek Jeter of this year. Remember De- Derek Jeter's farewell tour? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Where we all were just pretending that he was still decent and it was I, fine. I think he might have been okay. I remember his his last game, though, was very good. I'm pretty sure he, he, no, he, he ended he it on a like walk-off a, single. Yeah, he got a game-winning hit in his very last game at Yankee Stadium. Like, I that's, don't know, like that's pretty That's pretty rad. Yeah, that, but that's some shit that Derek Jeter is capable of, like, what he's been doing his whole career. 
Yeah. No, which that's cool. Like that's fucking cool. Um, and then let's who else? Like I was a little so Carmelo Anthony got two hundred thousand fan votes. <laughs> future Laker Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. Future Laker Carmelo Anthony. Like Carmelo, like there is no world in which you could conceivably say that Carmelo deserves to go to an All Star game this year, like at all. And that's it's just weird that like there's this. There's all, you know, it's just stands for certain players, I guess. Like Carmelo Anthony literally doesn't deserve to play a basketball game this year, as deemed by his basketball team. <laughs> and then his second basketball team, the Chicago Bulls. Both teams, one of which is very bad, mm-hmm. has deemed that he should not be playing basketball this year. And yet, 200,000 human beings who watch basketball, supposedly, decided... <laughs> <laughs> that he should be an all-star. That he should play with the best players in the league. Fucking fantastic. It's outstanding. I love it. <laughs> like, it's fucking outstanding. Um, another thing that pissed me off, and this is me being a homer, but Nikola Jokic got fewer fan votes than Steven Adams, which, no hate on Steven Adams, but that doesn't make, not make any sense. Yeah, like, I mean, Steven Adams is not better than <laughs> Jokic. <laughs> not even remotely. I mean, Steven Adams is good, but he's not a multi-dimensional big no, he does crazy shit. No, like one of one of these players is an MVP candidate and um, uh, literally lifting a team up team up out of its struggle to be the eighth seed every year. And the other one is Stephen Adams. Yeah, like he's a bruiser in the paint. But I mean, come on, just get it together, man. <laughs> come on. Like, I mean, a lot of these things have a like market size bias, which is how we got Kyle Kuzma being uh, named by the fans the eighth best front court player in the West. Um, but the Stephen Adams one is weird because yeah. it's like there's no, it's it's Oklahoma City and then Denver. I think Denver <laughs> might be a bigger market. You would I haven't think looked that. at the numbers <laughs> specifically, <laughs> but as far as media markets go, I'd imagine that Denver's bigger. I would I mean, they, think that, yeah. When they go on a run in the playoffs, things are going to change. That's true. I have a feeling perception is going to change, and everything like that is going to go for the Nuggets and Jokic specifically. Yeah, well, when we find, like, hopefully we'll get, or I hope at least, we get the uh, Warriors-Nuggets um, uh, Western Conference Finals, which I'm going to say Warriors in six on that, um, but... I honestly don't see the Warriors losing a playoff game. <laughs> so said I can't. This before, I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, Warriors in six. That's pretty good for the Nuggets. That's what. I, well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. I feel like I'm. Being, I feel like that's a very. I'm, I'm predicting they, they lose, and I feel like I'm being optimistic. Five. If they take them to five, that's yeah. pretty good too. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. That's just setting setting yourself up for the future, um, because who knows what the Warriors are going to look like in a year or two. So. Um, yeah, those are like those are my main gripes with the All Star Game. Like, I don't know if you have anything to add to it before. No, we continue. I'm, I mean, I don't have much uh, anger towards it. I also think it's dumb and funny. But there's one guy. There's one guy who there's, got some votes. There's one guy who got some that votes. we don't necessarily no. quite enjoy at all. No. So. Uh, you all might remember Derek Rose from the last time anyone paid any attention to the Bulls. From 2011 fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Derek Rose uh, finished second in the Western Conference backcourt all-star voting. Um, he had, I think, 3,376,000 votes, um, which was good for sixth in the entire league. Um, meaning if we had to go strictly off of fan voting to name an all-star in a uh, in two uh, 12-man rosters, Derrick Rose would be an all-star. Um, yeah. Derrick Rose um, 
in uh, 2013 uh, uh, was part of a gang rape of a woman. Um, and the accuser stated in her initial complaint that she had been drugged and then raped and cited witnesses. Um, and his defense against this allegation, which was tried in 2016, um, featured a quote that I will remember for the rest of my life where he's just like, I don't know what consent means um, and where he was found not liable and faced no punishment. That is um, insane. Yeah. Um, that is fucking bonkers that that is, that that is what he said. Yeah, and that was the outcome. I mean, I guess it's not it's not it's not shocking. The outcome is not shocking, but what he, the the way he went about defending himself it was almost like he knew he was invincible. Yeah. Um after the decision, jury members posed with him for photographs. Um he's yeah, like the test like she post uh, she filed an appeal um that was rejected last year, um and that has pretty much been the end of it. Um the sports narrative around Derrick Rose uh, mostly features the fact that he suffered a lot of very significant knee and lower leg injuries and was struggling as a player and seemed seemed like he wasn't really going to contribute in a meaningful way in the NBA. He has been playing quite well this year. And so the narr- like what we're talking about now is Derrick Rose's comeback path. Right. That he's come back, that he's returned to the fold, that he's done something to bring himself back to life. But no one no one wants to really acknowledge this particular incident that was going on at the same time as his um, athletic decline. Yeah, it was very surreal uh, seeing that. I think it was, he had a very big game in like week two or week three. Yeah. And like he was emotional, he was crying, and the media ate it up. Fans ate it up. They're like, oh my God, this is great. What a comeback story. Yeah. And it was like, this motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> this Come- is the guy that gets a comeback story? What are you talking about him coming back from? Like, clearly, it's pretty obvious that a fuck ton of people have decided that what he's coming back from is uh, the fact that he was hurt a lot. But no one's, like, no one's asking whether or not he's been able to learn and redefine himself in a positive way after being literally in criminal court for a rape case. Um no, like, there's no challenge there. Nobody's coming after yeah. that. Um, and it's frustrating. Like, there, there was a lot of victim blaming that went on in uh, the court case. Um, there's uh, as it as yeah. as happens when an athlete uh, is does something like this, the fans take the athlete's side. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and they they just don't, they would rather not believe that their favorite athlete or really any athlete in general that like. Is, is a big name in their sport, did something disgusting and horrible. But, I mean, <laughs> it seems like he did it. Yeah. And then, like, and like I don't know, the analog that I found for this was mostly the Kobe Bryant case from back in 2000, I believe, oh, 2003, yeah. um, in which he, that what I wrote here probably, I would say definitely raped a 19-year-old hotel employee at a result in Colorado, um, and he continued to play throughout his uh, criminal hearings, um, including showing up to a uh, Denver game in Denver after being in court. Yeah, um, I remember that was a that was a narrative. Uh, what when that was happening in the early two thousands? I remember watching Sports Center and how analysts were actually saying, "Oh, Kobe Bryant is playing better whenever he comes back from a court when he comes back from a court date." Yeah, and it was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> What the... 
Jesus. That's, what, are they, what are you even talking about, man? Good like, Lord. This predates, like, Skip Bayless fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so fucking weird to hear on your television. And you're just like, your ears pop up like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is, what are you, I'm sorry, what? That's part of your, that's part of your analysis? Yeah. Like there's and there's so much of that that goes on, but like in this particular incident, there was like a lot of discussion by announcers and by talking heads that essentially involved talking about him playing through adversity, that he was that he was overcoming adversity, that Kobe yeah. is over here getting through something that is a challenge to him, when in the meantime, um, he was spending a lot of time essentially uh was it his camp that published her name and information yes yeah like that he, was his defense yeah he essentially he yeah he put all of this woman's personal information out in the air and she basically was hounded by fans media um every everyone who was on kobe's side that she yeah. ran out of money um her uh family and friends were being attacked regularly death threats death threats um and she eventually just couldn't deal with pursuing yeah. the case anymore you can't you can't win this case when you're against th- that many people and and a you're and, and a predator with a lot of fucking money. Yeah. You can't win a case like that. So then he gets acquitted and everyone goes, oh, he didn't do it. Yay. And it's yeah. like, oh, gross, dude. Really? No, he did that shit. Yeah. The ulti- ultimately what happened was the uh, char- the uh, case was dismissed um, and the uh, Bryant settled for undisclosed terms with her that with a, uh, but the terms did involve him essentially making a public apology um, for something. Um, he didn't actually say he ever committed a crime or was acted in any way that was inappropriate. That he he essentially said, "I had sex with her. It was consensual, but I guess she was mad about he, it." He, the apology yeah. was to his wife. Yeah, that was that was the thing. He apologized to his wife and like yeah. gave her a diamond ring. Mm-hmm. It was very publicized. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, everyone was that talking was, about how much how much that ring cost. Yeah, yeah that was that was the uh, that was that was part of his redemption narrative. Which which has become a thing in in sports. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what we're trying to get to with all of this is like in like in athletics, media and fans have a tendency to find people who have committed some sort of crime or done something untoward, and then use their athletic performance to ultimately create this redemption for them that like they've moved on they've moved past it they've grown when what they're doing is not about whether or not they learned anything from what they've been through it's about whether or not they continued to perform sports at a high level um it's it's this idea of winning solves everything but it's extended into the into a social realm into a realm of i guess i guess social justice even and like that we that they can escape from these these stories just by uh just by continuing to be the athlete they used to be yeah it it's it's fucking weird it's like surreal it's like you can if you play sports well enough everyone's going to forget what happened i remember i remember when michael vick did what he did and came back yeah a yeah. big part of like, oh, if he plays well, people are going to forget. This was NFL live analysts. This was NFL network analysts saying yeah. this exact thing. If you play well, people are going to forget. Like, that's fucking, that's 
weird. <laughs> That's well, I, incredibly fucked up. Do you remember the? I remember that Eagles game where he threw for some crazy amount of touchdowns, and it was just endless, endless plaudits for Michael Vick because he was playing well in this game in prime time, and they were scoring a bunch and running away with the game. And everyone's like, he's really back now. He's really come through this better and stronger. Like, how do you yeah, figure, yeah, how though? That, how, how, it is, how does playing well in football, like, not make him a dog torturer? Yeah. Like, what, what the fuck? That's, that is absolutely batshit insane. What, like, what evidence do we have at all that anyone has actually grown? And it's like, and yeah, like I said... The standard that's that these guys are being held to seems to be specific about at specific to athletics, and yeah. that's it's it's frustrating to see. Like, um, yeah, and I, I I mean right now Kareem Hunt yeah was was signed by the Browns and um, David Hookstead of the Daily Caller uh, did a poll saying was it a smart decision for the Cleveland Browns to sign Kareem Hunt? He did this poll on the eleventh. Fifty-six percent of people said yes. It was Jesus smart for Christ. the Cleveland Browns to get Kareem Hunt. That tells you all you need to know about what sports fans think about these types of uh, redemption narratives and comebacks. Like they care more about their sports than, like these, the things that Kareem Hunt did, or the things that, like these, that some of these athletes are doing. Yeah. Yeah, like, people choose not to pay attention. The uh, the lead from ESPN was about Kareem Hunt's second chance, specifically. <laughs> like, in those words. Like, I'm not, I, it's a direct yeah, quote. No, like, no, yeah. Um, and that's such, why would we be talking about his second chance in that way? Like, he's done nothing besides get cut and then re-sign yeah. a contract, well, under investigation by the NFL, which will pr- probably end in a four-game suspension, is my prediction. Um and uh, then he'll come back, and everyone will decide whether or not he's redeemed himself by whether or not he can run for 100 yards and score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, those, those will be the standards. Not, you know, is this guy not a huge dick? Is he not, is he going, like, yeah. not, is he doing something to control his anger issues? Not any, yeah. of, not any of these things, but specifically, is he still uh, running the football good? Yeah. I mean, they literally referred to Adrian Peterson's season this year as his redemption. Yeah, I remember. As yeah. his comeback. He We've was... talked about this before, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's... And, like, he's... He actually... Again, this is something we said before, but he actually said to a media member in an interview that he still does exactly the same yeah. thing that we were all theoretically mad at yeah. him about. That was literally... And we're still talking about him like he's, like, on the comeback trail. That was literally, like, a week after, I think, everyone... Or the the NFL media was was publishing all these pieces about his comeback. He immediately goes, oh, yeah, no, I still do the thing. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? God. And they didn't care. It didn't matter. Like, no, it was, it was, it, like, it, it, it flowed through the news cycle like that. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, it was fucking nuts. It was insane. Like, okay. And, I don't know, here's, an, here's another one. Arnoldus Chapman um, was accused of choking his girlfriend and firing eight gunshots in his home in 2015. Uh, no charges were filed, um, but he was suspended by the league. And then he ended up on the Cubs in the 2016 World Series. And 
all anyone could talk about were like he's really overcoming his personal issues that right. he's overcoming and succeeding in the face of adversity when like he like beat the shit out of his girlfriend and now would because he's saving games in the World Series and helping the Cubs win you know for the first time in 112 years or whatever it was yeah now he's now he's better now he's succeeding yeah. as a human yeah it was also the same same situation with K Rod when Francisco Rodriguez was playing for the Mets. He had a situation, a domestic dispute, a violent domestic dispute. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up on the Brewers a couple years later and was like, oh, he's coming back from his personal issues. It's like, what the f- Yeah. Weird. I mean, like, we can keep fucking- out of here. Like, we can keep fucking going. (laughs) There's so many. (laughs) There's so many names. We didn't even- Off the notes, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, yeah. Fucking scumbag. Huge piece of shit. Um, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis um, definitely murdered a dude. Yeah, and he's the most beloved Baltimore Raven in history. There's a statue of yeah. him outside the stadium. Like, there's so much of this. There's so much of it, and it's like it just speaks to this like rotten core of sports culture that like on-field product matters so much more than um, what's actually. What we what the sports are actually doing yeah. in the culture at large, but it that also speaks to this weird disconnect where we want to hold up you know athletics in America as a big part of our identity of our cultural identity, right? Yeah. But we don't want to accept that part of our identity when it says something negative about us as a people. That we want to ex- we want to believe that the problems that we have that are then expressed in um, in sports as a whole don't actually reflect on us because you can get through it simply by succeeding at sports. Yeah. And that's not like, that's not an acceptable stance to have. I don't think like if you want to believe that, that sports stand as a key and integral part of our culture alongside things like film, art, um, literature, whatever. And I'm totally fine with like, I think that's actually a totally reasonable stance to have. You also have to be willing to face up to the darkness of it and like the bad things that come out of it. Oh yeah, um, of course. You know, like ugh, I don't know. It's I, just, I I find that I I find that sort of selective reasoning really frustrating and I not oh, I'm I'm not okay with the um the uh subculture of of sports attempting to get away from it in this way. Um I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I mean yeah. I mean we we've seen uh We've seen what happens when when reporters focus on these terrible things that athletes do. What happened to Rachel Nichols when she focused on Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. and his and 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 the terrible terrible things that he did? She got banned from his big fight, one of his big fights. Uh, same with um, Michelle Beadle. Right. She also got banned. I mean. Um, even there was even, just that- the, even the good reporters in these organizations. Are are they can't they can't report the things that they should be reporting and focus on the things that they should focus about on because these things are going to happen and ESPN isn't going to back them up. No, they're not. Disney um, will not back them up. No, they're like they're not going to get the support because they're running counter to the narrative that's supposed to be told. And like I don't know, Bob Co- like as much as I want to drag Bob Costas every single day. Um, he did an interview where he's like, I think the reason I was not allowed to do the Super Bowl this year was because I was talking about concussions in football. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably true. Yeah. And like, again, much as I find Bob Costas to be a hilariously anachronistic human being, he 
Did, he's a total weirdo. It was yeah. funny when he had pink eye. Yeah, it was really funny when he had pink eye. His uh, <laughs> hair, his um, hair plug addiction is still one of the funniest that's things. Joe <laughs> no, that's Joe Buck. No, that's Joe Buck. Joe Buck. That's Fuck. Joe Buck's hair, yeah. hair plug. Uh, yeah, thing. hair Joe. Uh, they look kind of the same. Uh, <laughs> they kind of don't. Eh, but, uh, it's okay. Eh, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> but like the point is like these like when these people speak out despite like that's bob fucking costas yeah like, you didn't let bob costas be a yeah. part of the super bowl yeah like he's been doing this shit for years and years yeah. and he's been one of the most important sports broadcasters in america for a long time and now because he's saying these things and reporting on these things that challenge the uh narrative that we want to believe now he's an exile you know like that's that's fucked up. Yeah, that's like that's fuck, it's fascistic. Like yeah. it's literal it's literal fascism but in a subculture within our own larger one. Bob Costas also spoke out uh for gun control. He did. Right yeah. after Sandy Hook. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he took shit for that too. Yeah. Bob Costas whatever whatever things I might say about Bob Costas, um most of which are that I think he's sort of patronizing and uh very self-important. He ha- he has his shitty moments. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also never been afraid of taking a principled stand and he's never been afraid of doing it during major sporting events when a lot of people are watching who probably don't agree with him and i have a lot of respect for that yeah for sure for sure i mean it feels like a lot a lot of fans do actually care about issues but they get caught up in like the dumb ones yeah like uh steroids yeah like you know how many baseball fans are furious about steroids, but give two shits about Addison Russell? <laughs> like, what the... F- That's yeah. so weird. It's such a weird moral stance to take. Uh, if you're not familiar with Addison Russell, by the way, um, he is currently suspended for the next 40 games for domestic violence. He has also been offered a new contract by the Cubs so that he can come back and redeem yeah. himself. Redeem him yeah. so he can be on the redemption yeah. trail. By playing shortstop, I guess. Yeah. He fields some grounders and hits a home run, and everyone's like, Addison Russell has really recovered he's, from that adversity. He's, he's actually done... He's come a long way yeah. in his in his recovery process by hitting that ground rule double. Like, I can't... <laughs> baseball... Regular season baseball game. Against the Reds Against in March. The Reds. <laughs> I guess they're not really playing baseball in March, but you get my point. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man, like, and right now, like, there's a uh, domestic dispute uh, centered around Antonio Brown, who has requested a trade from the Steelers. Mm -hmm. He will get picked up by somebody. Yeah. And he will, if he performs well, be talked about as having come back from it. Um, Right. But that'll be, that won't be framed, I don't imagine that'll be framed around his actual domestic issues. It'll be framed around his issues with the Steelers. Oh, Yeah. But yeah, the, no one's going to talk about his domestic uh, dispute, or but they will be talking about his issues with the Steelers. Yeah, but that's the same. It's the same idea on like like why we're talking about Derrick Rose's knee injuries and not Derrick Rose the um, the actual sexual assault guy. Yeah, like because if you can change that narrative somehow so that it, you can still redeem a, 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 an athlete without talking about the thing, the shitty thing they actually did, you do it. And that's just how it works now. Yeah, that's how these organizations are are building their coverage around. That. I mean, they everyone in America loves a comeback story. Yeah, it. I mean, 
it's why we like movies like the mighty ducks and shit <laughs> it's yeah we like to see underdogs and like people come back from stuff and like all these sports movies it's like why rocky is so huge mm-hmm. like because he keeps coming back i don't know why the fuck every single movie he's like down in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand that like rocky has like a massive drug addiction <laughs> in the beginning of every single rocky movie i don't really know like how are you broke rocky <laughs> in every fucking rocky movie but we love the comeback and we love it so much that we're willing to just like foresee these terrible awful things that kobe bryant has done that that kareem hunt has done just so we can feed this like want and need to get our comeback story and it's fucking weird and gross it is we all want to like we all want to sit here and essentially watch the real life version of remember the titans where like a team wins a game and now racism is over like, <laughs> <laughs> like this is like and I, don't, I think there's probably something to be said there, too, about the way in which those sorts of um, fictional sports narratives, movies, novels, whatever, that are fed to us about that success, that, like, that where you, they frame, you know, adversity and then recovering from it and going on to win state yeah. or whatever, like, there's there's not enough exploration of, like, people... And too much of an exploration of people of of athletes being framed by their success on the field. Right? Yeah, like you doesn't matter how terrible you are if you do the sports thing, it's all okay. Yeah, like a lot, even in a lot of these movies, the 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 hero in question is like shitty to his girlfriend. Yeah. But it's okay, because he won the championship at the end. And she goes out on the field, and they, like, make out, and then their credits roll, and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, man. It's like, wait, weren't you just, like, a dickhead, like, earlier? Like, what? Yeah, no, there was, like, the the, uh, subplot of Hoosiers is that Gene Hackman, like, literally beat the shit out of some of his players. So now he has to coach some, like, small school, high school basketball team. And then the English teacher falls for him, and then they win state, and everyone is happy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's also the Mighty Ducks, I think. But it's like it's, they got a DUI yeah. in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I but think. Emilio yeah. Estevez is a drunk driver, and they're like, "Let's put him with some kids." <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Really? <laughs> and then they do the knuckle puck and the flying yeah. V, and it's like everything is fine. So it's wonder why we don't like. Why Americans can't, like, fathom, like, what an actual comeback story should be. Because <laughs> we're presented with this Disney garbage. And then Disney themselves, who own ESPN, suppress actual stories that yeah. expose the people that are terrible in sports that are doing terrible yeah. things on a regular basis. Man, like, who, like, what's a real comeback story is really about, like, some, like, some of these guys who grow up in incredibly impoverished situations and fight their fucking way into a professional sports league and do fine. Like, Yasiel not, Puig. Yeah. You know, Yasiel Puig is like escaped from Cuba, brought his whole family over, and now he's all right. Yeah. And like, we all hate him because he likes to flip his bat. Yeah. Like, he likes to lick his bat too, which, yeah. That's weird. That dude has been through more than anyone else in the, in, well, yeah. I, actually, there's probably, there's plenty of Cubans in Major League Baseball, so I yeah. take that back. But he's the most, he's the most present example in uh, modern culture. He is the American dream. Yeah, he and is. he's not seen as such. Um, fucking, what's another one? Aaron, um, Aaron Aflalo um, was... Um, I, I only know this because I listened to an old uh, 
uh, Kendrick Lamar song where he talks about uh, trying to get out of Compton. And Aaron Aflalo was playing basketball at Kendrick's high school and basically doing everything he could to go to college and get into the NBA, and he did. And he, you know, there's the whole, the song's just about, like, how do you get out of Compton? Yeah. And Aflalo did it. And that's fucking, like, that's that adversity. Seems, like, yeah, that's that fucking amazing. getting, that's getting out of, like, that's succeeding in the face of, like, everything being against you, you know? Yeah. Like, the fuck is the fuck is the shit about some guy punching his girlfriend and then he scores a touchdown and we're like, hey, well, he's back. Yeah. The Williams sisters. Yeah. That's Yeah, dude. That's adversity. That's a the, great example. I didn't even that thought the Williams of that. sisters go through even at the height of their careers, the things that they have to go through. Yeah. With the the criticism that Serena Williams gets win or lose, no matter what. I that's that's impressive. Every time Serena Williams does some dope shit, it's a dope comeback. It is. It is. <laughs> because she is coming back from some crazy, crazy, terrible shit that someone is saying about her they changed, on a daily basis. They changed the replay rules in tennis because Serena wasn't getting calls. Like, her specifically. And everybody knew it, and they finally had to go back and change the way that challenges and replays work in tennis. Moving away from... Uh, our main topic of the night, and into a recurring topic, the Seattle Mariners. Yes. Um, Lorena Martin recently accused the Mariners front office of discrimination against a Hispanic, specifically Dominican players. That resulted in an investigation by the MLB by an independent entity. Um, that concluded recently. Um, the investigation s- stated that it found no credible evidence, and the Mariners said that they take allegations of this nature very seriously. Um Fuck you. No, there's yeah. there's absolutely no way that the investigation was legit. I mean, not only did she say it, uh, multiple employees of the Mariners organization, scouts in the Dominican, also mirrored those exact yeah. same sentiments. Completely backed her up. A week later, and now they're saying that this thing, that the investigation ended. We, we've heard two things about this investigation. First, that they were starting it. And now they've concluded it. Mm-hmm. No one has said anything at all because it's under the guise of, of confidentiality. Right. And uh, Martin, is... uh, Dr. Martin made a public statement that, uh, that essentially she, she said, I don't feel that all of the witnesses or leads I provided to this investigation were followed up on. Um, she also pointed out that there is a total lack of transparency about who was, transparency about who was spoken to and the interv- interviews are all being kept confidential. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're basically... They investigated nothing and told us nothing. Yeah. It, 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 it's not a real investigation <laughs> if you do nothing yeah. and say nothing. Like, if there's absolutely no way that they actually gave an, a, a real investigation and, like, an objective, fair investigation. Right. I think that, like, what will actually shed some light on this will ultimately be uh, Dr. Martin's wrongful termination lawsuit. Um, because how that settles up will indicate whether or not um, a court sees sees that uh, that claim as uh, viable. Okay, so w- when it goes to that court, then the then these things might come to light. I'm hoping that. Um, I don't think that's quite how it's going to go. I think she mm-hmm. will probably win her wrongful termination suit, which indicate would will indicate to me that um, there absolutely was some shady bullshit happening, and that this investigation. Yeah. occurred in order to keep that shady bullshit under wraps. Right. Unless they try and settle with her. Yeah. Which, that sounds like something that they do. But I'd like a little transparency, given that 
$135 million of King <laughs> County taxpayer money is going into your bullshit T-Mobile stadium. So, Oh, yeah. It's the T-Mobile field now? T-Mobile Park? I don't know. Something it was like that. Safeco Field. I think it's T-Mobile Park now. But anyways, <laughs> we'd, we'd like a little transparency. Yeah, like, just let us know what you're up to, because yeah. we just gave you a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you yeah. honestly, you owe us. Just a little bit. Yeah. We'd like to know if you're fucking, if you're, if Jerry DePoto is racist as hell. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't shock me. I don't know enough about Jerry DePoto, except he's a fucking moron. Like, yeah, like, I don't, yeah. So that's our coverage of the Lorena Martin situation. That's our update of the Lorena Martin situation. Yeah. Um, we're still fucking paying attention yeah. is the point, And we're going to be paying attention until something comes of this, because... There's got to there's got to be more than we know now, and they just did, like now that you've said you've investigated and we don't know shit else. Yeah, clearly there's something else to be known. Yeah. So hopefully this thing is not over. Yeah, yeah. This is like I don't know. They've uh, part of the reason that um, the Mariners and the MLB did not continue to comment on it. They cl- they claim is because there is still um, a lawsuit pending, specifically Mar- uh, Dr. Martin's uh, term- wrongful termination lawsuit. Yeah. But that shouldn't really dissuade them from saying, we found actual evidence this wasn't happening. All yeah. they've said is they've found no evidence that it was. But that doesn't actually mean shit. Right. And so now we've got some time. Yeah. What do you want to drag? Uh, Off I the wanna, top of your head. Uh, I want to drag fucking Matthew Barry for infecting the world with fantasy football brain and never saying sorry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> <It> god <laughs> can we can we drag um can we drag fuck what's his name the godfather of baseball sabermetrics oh bill james. bill james bill james bill james and he said something fucked up recently what he was doesn't it? believe in windchill what bill james doesn't believe in windchill that was the first thing that was a couple weeks ago bill james who basically invented sabermetrics <laughs> in a basement in the 1970s um who was later who, who became the godfather of sabermetrics and all that shit. And then got a job with the Red Sox. And once he got that money, decided, <laughs> guess what, idiots? I don't believe in math and science anymore. What? <laughs> and now he doesn't believe in Winchell. And, um, okay. <laughs> well, Frank Robinson recently passed away. Yeah. And Bill James, Bill James decided to tweet, well, actually, technically, Frank Robinson wouldn't have won the MVP because of these, like, two war points that another pitcher had over him in that season. Oh so if God. it was sabermetrically whatever, then Frank Robinson wouldn't have won. And On the day that he died? Literally the day that he died. God that is damn. That is what... The, Bill James is on another fucking planet now. He is not oh, a person in the world anymore. <laughs> but Dennis Eckersley, who is a person in the world, clapped back with the <laughs> fucking quickness. Dennis Eckersley covers the Red Sox. For um, NESN. So he's kind of on in the Red Sox like family payroll type of situation. Bill James works for the Red Sox. Dennis Eckerly straight up just tweeted at him, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's your colleague. That is your co-worker. He just told him to shut the fuck up. And I... <laughs> That's awesome. So that's so fun. If we're dragging, right. if we're dragging Bill James, we are hyping, hyping Dennis, Dennis Eckersley. Eckersley. Yes. All right. 
I love it. Bill James. And I love it. Idiot. You fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another drag. Um, so the uh, NBA All-Star Game, tieback, is in Charlotte <laughs> this year. Um, so somebody interviewed Michael Jordan about, you know, the NBA and the current state because he's a part owner of the Hornets. And uh, they asked him, like, oh, what do you think of James Harden's 30-point uh, game streak and the fact that uh, Westbrook has 10 straight triple-doubles? And Michael Jordan's response was, well, six rings was harder. <laughs> why is michael jordan like this actually he's just such a, like well yeah like i just want michael jordan just refuses to shut the fuck up like just <laughs> shut up mike me though <laughs> what about me though it's like I, my mj we all know about you we literally spent decades making everything about you we want to talk about other basketball players because you don't play anymore and all he can say is yeah, but me though. What about what? Remember Michael? Remember when I did the thing? It's like sh- shut the fuck up. Everybody still <laughs> wants to be like Mike, yeah. right? Why does anyone want to interview Michael Jordan? This uh-huh. It seems awful and shitty. He doesn't have anything interesting to say. Like, yeah, he never really has. To be honest, like I cannot think of like anything Michael Jordan has said that I would not immediately drag him for. Yeah, like we already gave him the fucking Republicans buy sneakers treatment. Like, <laughs> What do you what do you He's got? A total Mike? fucking weirdo. Say yeah. one thing that's interesting. Yeah, be be thoughtful about basketball that does not immediately concern your well being. At this point, I swear to Christ, someone would, would ask Mike Michael Jordan, like, "What do you think about uh, you know?" Uh... Oh, I want to do another hype track. All right. So Rudy Gobert did not get elected to the All Star game. He did not. No. And he he did an Instagram video. In which he he was crying, he was being vulnerable. He was really he, he was, was really upset. Yeah, yeah. He was he he. So I want to hype Rudy Gobert for for not not fucking with these gender norms. Yeah, that society is placing on us for fucking showing yeah. up and being like I'm up like I yeah. wanted this and I emotions didn't get it and I, like it really hurt me. Yeah, yeah. emotions are real. That's yeah. cool. But then I want to drag fucking Draymond Green. <laughs> Who I I hate Draymond Green. Uh, Known not a dick good kicker Draymond Green. Known dick kicker, a supporter of the IDF, Draymond <laughs> Green, uh, which is pretty. That's <laughs> Jesus. That's a really bad thing to be. I mean, <laughs> what I'm going to drag him for is not as bad as what he actually. That's 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 really bad. Yeah. But the thing I'm going to drag him for is that, you know, he got on Twitter or Snapchat, I forgot which fucking thing it was, and decided to make fun of Rudy Gobert for crying. It was on Twitter. Fucking, what a fucking douchebag. Him and Andre Iguodala were like, oh, way to cry, bro. They still do it, too. I think they're still talking shit. Like, it's like, what? Man, fuck you. Rudy Gobert seems nice. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy (laughs) that doesn't doesn't support the deaths of many, many Muslims. (laughs) So maybe, like, uh, I like him better than you. Draymond, you seem to be real into, like, borderline genocide so yeah <laughs> you should maybe, maybe don't give a guy shit for being like i'm bummed that like i didn't get this thing that i really wanted yeah it's it's totally fucking well, Draymond green is such a weird house <laughs> he's such a he's such a bad person what a fucking dick man like yeah i don't know i've i've been openly critical of draymond green a million yeah. times and i don't need to pile on there but also fuck draymond green do we have any more hype tracks? Hmm, let's see. What do I got here? Um, oh, yeah. So, this is an NCAA drag. Ah. Um, 
I don't have a hype that goes with this. Okay. Actually, you know what? I do have a hype that goes with this. <laughs> whoever, whoever this thing hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the NCAA, like, um, they've been investigating Ole Miss for uh, recruiting violations for a while, and they decided to uh, punish them by vacating wins. Like, they vacated something. They vacated. I just did air quotes. That's our thing. Yeah. Um, um, Very normal thing to do in this podcast. Yeah, right? Yeah, we do it all the time. Um, Like, which, like, if you vacate a win that already happened, it's just like you going, like, nope, didn't happen. Like, but I saw it, though. I already watched that happen. Like, but it didn't happen. It's like, but no, I totally have a tape of that, like, right over there. Um, the score said final at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a very definite word. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and they, which I don't really give a shit about Ole Miss and Ole Miss clearly does not give a shit about this. Like they have made, they have reacted not at all. Um, but they all, like they do this shit all the time where they vacate stuff in order to punish people for recruiting shit. They did it to Reggie Bush back when he won the Heisman Trophy. And they're like, Reggie Bush didn't actually win the Heisman Trophy. I was like, but actually... He did actually. I, I, like, I watched you give it to him. A million percent yeah. won the Heisman Trophy. You, you all voted and decided yeah. that yeah. he got the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. A house isn't yeah. going to change that. Yeah, no, like, so, like, stop, like... We all know this happened. We all know it. And, like, stop fucking punishing, like, random-ass people because of your own broke-ass fucking system and pay the players. Yeah. Like, pay, pay your, your shit together. And on the other side, Good I want to yeah, hype Reggie Bush for being like, yeah, whatever, and then going on and having a perfectly successful career. Yeah. Wonderful career. Yeah. So good for you, Reggie. NCAA, shove it with walnuts. Yeah. Fuck you, NCAA. So you, you here I see in the notes the Broncos just got Flacco. Oh god. And so yeah. I wanna hype Joe Flacco. Really? Why? You still got him, man. <laughs> You're still elite. Team so still elite. Want you. We you did were the most elite. <laughs> you know what? Who cares about these things like completion percentage <laughs> and 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 winning football games <laughs> and like being good at your be, job. And being good at your job and I, I pass your rating. Ooh. <laughs> Peyton Manning and passer rating, okay? What you do is special. You go out there every day and you do footballish things. Some of these footballish things are different than the other footballers. But you, you're elite. He's elite. I want to. I also want to say that I'm very proud of uh, my Broncos for proving they're extremely serious about climbing up the Padres rankings ladder. Oh yeah, I, I was about the drag on this hype drag is. Congrats to the Broncos. You got Joe Flacco. You fucking idiots. What's wrong what is with wrong with you? I'm encouraging Joe Flacco because he's getting mad like, money for gave, being ridiculous. They just gave Case Keenum a bunch of money to like be the quarterback, and then they traded for Joe Flacco. Like, what the fuck? Are you... Hey, does John Elway not know what quarterbacking is? Like, is I'm starting to get that impression. You know how this whole thing works? I don't think he understands. He's, I'm he might sorry, be the Magic Johnson. I don't think John has any idea what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he's not quite good. Yeah, that's God, not good. Jesus. Um, not good, Jonathan Elway. Yeah, I don't like. I'm, so we said we weren't going to talk about this, but I want to drag <laughs> this fucking Super Bowl because fuck this Super Bowl. That was the worst goddamn sporting event I have ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, there I'm was not, that Maroon Five bit and the yeah, meteor yeah. and the Travis. And that was like sort of novel, but that was not good. None of that was good either. <laughs> yeah, I don't like so. 
I, I've, I've heard it from a million people. It's like, oh, you don't have to watch a basketball game until the last two minutes. Well, have you tried watching that Super Bowl? Because you didn't have to watch any of it. Yeah, that like, football game barely happened. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole game all the way through. Oh, I'm so I sorry for you. And everything. Uh, yeah. Um, it was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. I would like. I would rather watch like the fucking senior PGA tour. I mean, like, now I have a new entry in like my most hated God, Super dude, Bowl. Was just, of all it was time. the worst. Is the <laughs> worst. I have one that I actually truly shit. Hate. It's not even. It's not even my most hated Super Bowls. It's like my most hated sporting event. It's oh. fuck. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, do you want to get into baseball tonight? Uh, let's just talk about it anyway. Yeah, so, screw it. Baseball tonight is gone forever. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, ESPN decided not to bring back its marquee daily MLB show. Uh, it was it's it's iconic. It was one of their first daily like shows that only covered one sport. I used to watch it every night. Like, yeah. I remember getting cable. I would watch baseball tonight every oh, yeah. night. Yeah. You get you get what's his name? Uh, Carl Ravitch and. Uh, Berman shows up and says back 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 sometimes back 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 and it's a homer yeah he doesn't <laughs> Chris Berman hasn't known what's happening since 1984 yeah but uh it, it's it, it very much signifies like the slow death of baseball that's happening right now where like they can't even get a daily show on ESPN in the summer where no sports happen ba- baseball tonight is is it <laughs> so. So here's the thing that I'm curious about. Um, this is sort of an aside on what we actually had for this, but like, at what point does something like the Nippon League like overtake MLB? Like, obviously, right now there's way more money in Major League Baseball, um, and that there's like until that changes, there's no chance, right? Yeah, but, but I mean, it makes sense. I it would take decades, but it could happen just because baseball is falling so hard. Can you can you, do you, how many people who don't watch baseball can name a superstar in baseball? You know, I bet more people could say the name Shohei Otani than they could say Mike Trout. Oh, 100%. which is kind of my point is like that when Shohei was coming over, there was so much coverage that this player was going to come to MLB, right? Yeah. And but we already had Mike Trout, who is objectively better as a whole. Yeah. Um, but nobody was paying attention. He's and like the, he's the second coming of Willie Mays, pretty much as a yeah. physical like level. Like he is, yeah. he is, he is a once in a generation player. He is the guy that you look out for. But no one knows who he is, and no one really gives a shit. Even people who watch baseball are like, "Wow, this guy's boring." Yeah, is like is like I don't know. I think that day is gonna come when like Nippon or some Chinese league or something is gonna be able to give more money to the upper echelons of talent and like baseball is going to move away from America. You like, you said yourself, like in our discussions of getting ready for this, that like, this is still a really popular international sport. Yeah, it is. It is incredibly popular internationally. I mean, and the Nippon league does, it does have, it, it it is incredibly popular in Japan. Um, It's just a better, it's a, it's a nice fun product. Where you're like, they're allowed to be emotional, you know? Players are allowed to be emotional. Fans are allowed to have fun. There's, like, no policing that goes on. I, I think it could happen. It it would just take a while. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I just see it as, like, a horizon that is steadily approaching. Yeah. That baseball is going to leave America at some point. Not, like, not in its entirety. No. But the... 
the highest echelon of baseball will no longer be the United States in sometime, sometime in the future. Yeah, and I mean, because we're, baseball is killing itself pretty hard. Actively. And, 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 and they're headed straight for a strike in, in the near future, which that's not going to help them. I mean, the, the weird thing is, is that the American League, or the Major League Baseball owners can't afford this stuff. So if it, get, if it ever even approaches the point where Nippon League is, like, poaching, like, good players, like, very, very good players, then I think the owners are actually going to start paying. That's Which, fucked. That'd that's, be great. <laughs> I would be fine with that, but it's <laughs> fucked up that we have to like lean over into international competition. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe the way maybe the way China's get China gets all of us is by just paying a bunch of money to create a <laughs> baseball league. league, and yeah. it's like. And by the way, we signed Manny Machado. <laughs> <laughs> to a low. we gave him that A Rod money. Yeah. We gave him a lot of money, and then suddenly every single free agent is like, "Why would I sign with you?" Yeah. You're gonna match that China why, money? Why do I want to? Why do I want to be in in Kansas City <laughs> when I can go when I can go to Shanghai and eat some dope shit? <laughs> I guess hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I absolutely see that happening. Yeah, that's it's a it's it's a, because with all this shit that's happening in baseball, like how can it not be a possibility in the future that that Major League Baseball falls as the dominant baseball league? in the world i i think it's in i think it's inevitable right now like they've done so poorly to maintain what made them one of the most this is why they lost kyler murray is because they failed to maintain what made them the most desirable league for gifted athletes yeah you know and with that that is our show tonight you should follow us on twitter we are at all sports are bad jake is at wildly pointless i am patrick jcs you You can listen to us on you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Um, I always miss one. What did I miss this time? Sound. Yeah, I think. Did I get all of them? You got all of them. I never. God damn. Good for me. I we never get shit. all of them. Yeah. Oh god damn. Uh, Scott Van Pelt is a piece of shit, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> what did What did Scott Van Pelt do? Nothing. I'm just tired of watching ESPN like promote like Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt like it's the fucking late show. I'm like drinking my beer as if like this is it, and then you say that, and then like beer goes into my nose. It doesn't come out of it, but it definitely went in. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, um, who am I sorry to? Is it? It should probably be Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> no, I'm good. Alright, fair enough. Uh, I, did. I am sorry to future Laker Carmelo Anthony. Welcome to the fold, my man. You You're apo- one of us. You already apologized to Carmelo Anthony. You did that several episodes ago. What about Matthew Berry? You could apologize to Matthew I don't Barry. give a shit about Matthew Berry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fuck it. Matthew Berry. We're, We're out of here. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>